Greetings everyone and welcome to the 155th edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach and I'm joined by Disney's number one hater, Jaden. Howdy. Howdy. Did you see the news this morning that they were pulling shit from Disney Plus, by the way? I didn't have it for news chat, but... Oh, no. What are they pulling? Anything Just, specific? Well, stuff we, we'd recognise for sure. I can't remember some of it off the top of my head, like, I don't know, some of the original stuff, but the main one was that new Willow show that literally came out a couple months ago. Oh, they're, they're taking it off Disney Plus, even though it's a Disney Plus original. Yeah. What? What? How? Why does that make sense? It's it's got to do with... um. I, I was so confused by it too, but it, it apparently got to do with the fact that they pay uh, residuals to people based on it still being on the platform. Hold on. Since when do they pay residuals? I didn't, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that either. This, this whole, I thought this whole WGA strike is because they don't get paid residuals for streaming services. Well, I think that's writers, but I think there's other people. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay, okay right. Yeah. yeah. And shit. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so literally like this new Willow show that they literally put all this money behind and released like two months ago. It's now like, uh, we've realized um, it's actually more expensive for it to be here, so we're just going to remove it. Ah, shit. It's terrible. Anyway, sorry, I just gave you another reason I hate Disney. We've also, of course, got a resident Irish citizen, a.k.a. JC, a.k.a. Fitzy, a.k.a. Liam. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday. And this week, that movie is The Fifth Element, which opened in the US on May 9th, 1997. It was directed by Luke Besson. Is that how you'd say it, Jaden? Is that acceptable? Besson? I don't know. Besson? Bessinder sounds like way too Aussie for me, but um, Perhaps. yeah, it's the uh, Arthur and the Invisibles guy. Basically, is, is what a way to I'm... intro him! Fucking like, all this shit is done. <laughs> oh god, that's such a terrible movie. Anyway, um, yeah, it's no, a... no, 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 no. <laughs> I won't stand for slander of it. I used to love that shit as a kid. Dude, it's so ugly. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, th- this movie. Sorry, the Fifth Element is a sci-fi adventure film, and the synopsis says in the colorful future. A cab driver unwittingly becomes the central figure in the search for a legendary cosmic weapon to keep evil and Mr. Zorg at bay. But is there, you know, this is me now editorializing. Is there any real difference between evil and Mr. Zorg? You know, there's no distinction, I would say. But yeah, anyway. Um, the fifth element. Was this, was this all the first time viewing for all of us? Yeah. 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 Jaden, I'll start with you. What did you think of the fifth element? Yeah, I liked it. Probably wasn't as kind of revolutionary as I was kind of expecting. But you know, I think, I think, I think the the film's biggest task was to avoid feeling like discount Star Wars. But I, I, I think it still did fall into that trap with some of the costumes and shit like that. I really like the storytelling motif they have, where they cut between two or three perspectives to, to just to you know to tell to tell a few lines and like exposition in a you know kind of creative and funny way. So like there was this kind of, there, there there was shit to like appreciate, but like overall a, a, a little bit not not disappointed in in, in such because it's not like I didn't like it. It's just that I was kind of expecting a bit more kind of advanced kind of mm-hmm. sci-fi. So you you had some expectations going. In. I mean, you nominated it, so yeah. for the poll. Okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't know anything about this movie at all. Big big butter boom. <laughs> big, <laughs> big, big butter boom. Um, yeah, this is a big year now. This is, <laughs> it's like you're you're in a mood today. This is, thanks, Fitzy. Um, this this movie's a big year now for me, man. I um, yeah, it, it's 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 what Jane said. Like for me, it really all the way, like definitely did not succeed in any way of of not being budget sci-fi, you know, and bu- budget feeling sci-fi. And that's the thing, like this film, you know, I'm not I'm not discrediting any of the visual effects work that was done on it, but like this was not a small budget thing at all. This was one of the $93 million budget had trivia here that it's the uh, biggest visual effects budget for its time. You know, and uh, and I'm um, hey, hey New York that that sequence in the taxi like that that looked really good looked really good like no doubt shitloads of effort went there I'm not not uh, discrediting that but overall though it just feels discount I would say the entire aesthetic like James already mentioned the costumes absolutely that's just one element of it um, and it just cheapens the whole thing for me I, I really couldn't get into this it's not terrible but. I don't know. I, I like to think I, 
and, and that's only totally, I was only talking about aesthetics there, but outside of that, like, I don't know, story character did nothing for me. I like to think I get its vibe. It's, it's cheesy and, and over the top for sure. But I don't know, even, even if you, that is sort of your thing and that's cool, but it's, it's not for me. You know? I think Chris so. Rock's character really, na- really like nails down that this is the vibe that you should be expecting from the entire film. Like if you have any sure. doubts, it's meant to be kind of goofy. Like Ke- Kevin Hart's character really. Uh... <laughs> it was sorry, Jane. That was Chris Tucker. It was just just to clear the record. Did I say Kevin Hart? You said Chris Rock. Oh, fucking hell, man! Fucking hell! I, I fucking yeah, they're all fucking Kevin Hart, Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! What? Huh? No, it, no, no, it is actually understandable that people confuse them. They have a def- Which definitely one's, a very similar voice. Which one's the fucking sure. zebra from Madagascar? Chris Rock. Fucking hell, man. Let's uh, rock. Um, that's so funny. But um, no, no, you're 100% right about him, dude. I could, oh my God, we're definitely going to talk about him. But um, Fitzy, what did you think of The Fifth Element? Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. It was really fun. It was really colorful. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't have much to say about it, but I just had a good time, you know. Well, I'll try to find sure. things to say. But, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. No, that's, that's good to know. There was some interesting sort of trivia about that side of things that you appreciate out of Fitzy. I don't think, hang on, did I get this one? Yeah, well, I, I read a collection of different things that Luke was sort of going for a colourful vibe for sci-fi that he felt was missing. I've got this one here. Luke Besson uh, demanded that most of the action shots in the movie take place in broad daylight as he was reportedly tired of the dark spaceship corridors and dimly lit planets common in science fiction movies um, and wanted a, bright, a brighter and ki- uh, cheerfully crazy and colourful look as opposed to a gloomy realistic one so you clearly picked up on that right away that was very intentional on his part so i appreciate that i don't know i feel like for me maybe for the time that would have stood out more but for me like i don't know i feel like the the colorful nature of it doesn't really like i've seen plenty of colorful sci-fi you know maybe if i was in 1997 and i was sort of saturated with things like i don't know what's big at that time like I don't know, like Terminator, I guess, and Aliens, and maybe this would stand out more, but I don't know. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it definitely was colourful, and, like, he, he achieved it for sure. It definitely is. Another interesting thing, Luke Besson also, he wrote the original screenplay when he was in high school. He had conceived the story of this movie and invented the world of the movie as a child so he could escape his lonely childhood. Uh, he began writing the script when he was 16, though it was not released in theatres until he was 38. I also read that this was a he'd written it originally as a trilogy and he condensed it into one movie, which was which was funny as well. So, yeah, shout out to him. He this is clearly a big passionate passion project of his. He clearly knew the vibe he was going for. Could say he achieved it. It it was definitely uh, pretty whack. And one of the main ways we sort of get that is in the. It's fair to say that it, the performances are over the top. Mm. But I was trying to think about this. Is it? Is it camp? I've, I've sort of don't really know what camp is actually. Now I've sort of realized because I've sort of went to just, just write down, oh, this is campy. But is it? Is this what camp is? I, I think I feel like this is camp. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't just want to use it as like a cheesy synonym, you know? Chris Rock. I feel like it means it's a Chris thing. Tucker fucking. <laughs> it's camp Chris in the Tucker. film. Yeah. He is camp in the film. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. If you, if you had any doubt, that this movie was what it was going to be uh, prior to Chris Tucker showing up, there was zero doubt anymore, man. Um, but hang on, Jaden, did you like Chris Tucker or not, actually? Um, I hated him at the start, but then, like, as he kept on going, I was like, oh, okay, okay I, can, I, 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 I can feel it, you know. Could you actually feel it, or did you just sort of become numb to it? Uh, I think there was probably a numbness period, but then, like, there was a part where I was like, okay, I can start, I can start enjoying it a little bit. Okay, okay, all right. No, that's fair enough. What, what about you, Fitzy? No, I enjoyed, I enjoyed him. I thought it was really funny. When he okay. started whispering to that stewardess, I thought that was, that was hilarious. But, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Okay, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. I'll just say that. It's a lot. He's squealing a lot. He's also, I don't know, like for me, he definitely didn't grow on me. I'll put it that way. I, he was actually at his worst for me when he was narrating the entire final shootout. That was uh, quite annoying. But, you know, it is, it is what it is. Like, it, it's it, people are definitely going to – it's highly subjective. People are going to find it funny or find it annoying or whatever. Is he a radio talk show host? Like, what is his show that he's doing? 
Is it like a... It's, it seems like a radio show, yeah. But it's just like him walking around? Like, is it like a sort of futuristic version of like a radio vlog or something? I don't think that had... I, I think it was meant to just be like a late night show, but, you know, mobile and futuristic. Yeah. Okay, okay. But there's... But it's only audio, is it? Like, was there a cat? There was no camera following him around. No. That's why I was confused at points when he was like looking into the camera. Like, I feel like he was meant to be talking to an audience, but I'm like, is there anyone watching? Is it? I thought it was just audio. Yeah, I don't know. He was on TV. This I thought it was on TV when Willis was like in his room, but I can't remember. But no, I think he was just a radio guy, mainly. Okay. Okay. We don't really see screens okay. in the film at all, do we? I think there's a TV in. What's this guy? Carnell? Ken, what's this guy's name? What's Willis's name? Oh my god. Um, Dallas. 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 Yeah. But was it, is it Corbin Dallas? Corbin, that's right. That's yeah. right. There was a lot of, yeah, for the future. Um, I mean, with these films, it's always fun to sort of see how the future's realised. There were some interesting things like he, st- he gets mail. That was my main takeaway. He still got huh? letters. Corbin huh? Dallas? Yeah. It's like, all right, that's interesting. I liked how they still went to McDonald's and had the same old shitty ass uh, drive-through trays, you know. Back from the founder. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Like, I was sort of like, I don't know. At this point, do McDonald's not have better like floating contraptions to be able to transport? I don't know. Is there not another way in two hundred years? Surely I'll be able to have my drive, my takeaway McDonald's handed to me in my car. You know. But the whole the whole thing is like a blending. Like like they've still got. You know, kind of ticket booths and stewardesses and and True. shit like that. Like it's 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 not like there's a few odd things left out. Like the entire film is is blended with like yeah, data yeah. things and future things. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's no, it, it's deliberate. I actually like the inclusion of the McDonald's thing. I like all that. But um, and they even do the. I love when they have the thing where they uh they put the meal in the microwave and it just appears like one second later as a whole dish. Oh yeah, that's always fun. I always enjoy that. Actually, that's pretty cool. One of the movies I've been, that's in Spy Kids, isn't it? Is it in Back to the Does Back to the Future Part Two do that? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it does. The future, yeah. Spy Kids, yeah. When are we going to do Spy Kids, guys? Come on. Never doing Robert Rodriguez, man. Oh yeah, you've got beef. You've got beef. Okay, we got the Chris Tucker opinion. That's good. Let's let's go back to the panel for. Gary Oldman as this man, Zorg. <laughs> Jaden, is Zorg a yay or a nay for you? Yeah, I, I really liked him. I, I, I loved, I can, like, I feel, I feel like we've talked a few times about, like, Gary Oldman's shifting appearance every time he appears in a film. Oh, yeah. And, like, I feel like I knew he was in this, but then, like, like seeing him, I was like, oh, shit, is that him? And I was like, oh, yeah, it is him. But I, I, I don't know, I quite liked it, you know? Like, like, I think it's once again one of those things that you have to kind of get into for like the you know I, th- I think it's easy to see portions of this film and think blade runner but then you just have to realize it's not like especially with the cityscape but like you know and like mr big is meant to be um mr well, not, not mr big like what you call this what you call his name Who, who's the shadow is huh? no who's what's fucking gary oldman's name here zorg zorg fucking where did i get mr big from um but you know i, I think you can draw comparisons between him and like the cunt from Blade Runner, but like in terms of like just like kind of status, um, but you have to realize like it is very different like kind of vibes overall. And I think if you can attune to that, then you can enjoy Gary because I enjoyed Gary. Okay, you enjoyed Gary. Did you enjoy his accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. doing something doing something from like uh, this is definitely going to sound uh, prejudicial, but to me it was just like I don't even know if this is factually the case. But I just thought, oh yeah, he sounds like he's from Kentucky. You know, <laughs> no offense to Kentucky, but uh, I think Kentucky that's what that accent was a little far off for that accent, isn't it? I think you have to go. I think that's even more south than Kentucky. But, you have to go further. Hmm. Deep okay. south. But um, okay. I wasn't expecting that accent at all. It was great. There was um, for sure, of course. Um, what's her name again? Miller. What's her name? Oh my god. Yovovich. Jovovich doing. Um, I thought it was. She I was, always thought she was, it was doing a made-up language. Yeah, I always thought it was like Jovovich or Jovic. Yeah, was Jovovich? It's Jovovich. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. 
Well, she was doing her own language this entire time. Uh, so good for her. I read the trivia that uh, they invent. Wait, did I write this one down? They invented the entire language. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. The divine language spoken by Lilu was invented by co-writer and director Luke Besson and further refined by Miller. I had little trouble learning and developing it. Um, they apparently had little trouble. It. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who had li- Miller had little trouble learning and developing it. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Truly the be- perfect being. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, they, uh, He, Luke, and Miller held conversations and wrote letters to each other in this language as practice. By the end of filming, they were able to have full conversations in this language. That's um, nuts. So shout out to them for uh, laying the groundwork for the for the work of uh, Game of Thrones and other invented languages. You know, it all started here. Sorry, I didn't mean to actually get off Zorg though. But so is he? He's the head of a corporation, is he? Yeah, like Wallace. Yeah. Wall- Wallace is what I'm thinking of. Later. Oh wait, no, hold on. Is that Jared? Yeah. Later? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no. Who's the who's the fucking? I know exactly who you mean. Oligarch from the first one. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. fuck. Wayland. 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 That sounds right. Yeah, Wayland Corporation. Yeah, no, that's that's from Alien. No, wait, that's Alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, it definitely Sorry, felt yeah, like a play yeah, on that. I keep on distracting sure. you. Yeah, I'm fucking. It felt it, it felt like a play on that 100. Um, percent But I just didn't. I, I I feel like this movie's plot is so simple, and yet I really don't understand it. Actually, so like G- Gary Oldman, I meant to believe at first, like he was just doing it because he's a monster and for profit and whatever. Because he had this whole argument about how, like, oh, it's good for the economy if, like, uh, I don't know what he was saying, to be honest. He's talking in circles. Um, he, he was making the argument it's good for the his profit, basically, if uh, this shit goes to crap, if the world uh, ends up in a disaster because it's good for labor and stuff. But then later on, like, there's this figure, Mr. Shadow. Like, what was that scene? You know, I didn't even understand that. Was that the talk? Was that meant to be, like, the voice of the asteroid talking to him or something? Yeah, yeah that was the planet making a call to him. The planet called him on his phone. I just want to be 100% clear. Yeah. It was emitting radio waves. What do you mean? It, it tells you in the film how it happens. But, okay. So the, <laughs> the, the asteroid was sentient in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so he was literally just doing its bidding. That was it. There was nothing else to it. Yeah, I think so. Got it. All right. Mm. All right. Not confused anymore. Who else we got here? Oh, I did read that Gary Oldman uh, thought this movie was terrible, but um, <laughs> just, it was just pretty funny. Um, but he no, apparently Luke Besson's an old friend, and he, uh, so he did it as a favour, which was nice of him. Um, yeah, they worked together on um, Leon. Oh, Luce. Oh, yeah, Leon, sure. Oh, okay. Wait, did Luke direct that movie? Leon the Professional. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. We, got here? we mentioned Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis apparently had a meeting with Luke in New York uh, and like read the script and two hours later said he'd do this movie. So he, uh, he was all about this movie apparently, that, that being Bruce Willis. Do you guys have anything to say about his performance here as Corbin Dallas? Because it was good. It was Bruce Willis doing his thing. I enjoyed it for sure. I'm not, I'm not hating. I don't know. I sort of also like knew what it was. My main takeaway was that I loved his cat. So uh, that's just me. But uh, did you guys have any particular scenes of note or anything of note with, uh, with Bruce Willis in this movie, mm, I, yeah, I thought he was great. I thought he was, uh, you know, his little his little quips really worked. Like when he's like in in this situation, he just says, "Oh, fingers gonna fingers gonna kill me for this." You know, that shit was funny. Um, it was like his friend who was like waiting for him or something. Oh no! Oh, actually, I think oh, was, I think it was is his that the boss. guy you is that the guy you're only here on the phone? Yeah, yeah. Guy. I think that was actually his taxi cab boss guy. Got it. Got but it. um. Got it. No, Bruce Willis was really great. I feel like there's other... Like this mo- movie is very much going strongly for the humour all the time. Like, it has its own... I'm just yeah. going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace it. It has a campy sense of humour the whole time. I don't know. It was interesting. I did... Like, it, it ranged from, like... Sometimes I did find it endearing, and then other times it was just way too much for me. Literally, I... I, I the. Part of it, the, the side of it that I probably enjoyed the most that was just like really dumb and silly was like um, probably the president character, actually. I quite liked him mm. because like what did – dude, he literally did nothing in this movie, as like plot-wise. Yeah. But he was, he was fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like him. Like uh, the way he 
it's sort of like obviously felt like a silly parody of like a politician or whatever, but like I liked every time that he like, you know, tried to go into his spiel about thanking everyone for their service and all that. Like that was funny. That was fun. Yeah. Like he, like every other, like, like it is a very difficult film, like down to the plot of the, you know, the special one, but you know, it's it, like even, even, even Corbin Dallas is, is, is pretty typical kind of standard kind of hero. But yeah, uh, I, I think they function together, you know, in in this kind sure. of unique setting, you know. You need to remember that yeah. this 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 came out before Star Wars. You know, Star Wars Episode One came out in nineteen ninety nine. This was pre Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. revolutionary. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, for me, because this only came out two years before the Phantom Menace, that comparison, I was making it one hundred percent. I mean, say we will about the Phantom Menace, obviously a controversial film, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I, I was, I don't know, like the effects in this movie were solid for sure, but it only made me more impressed with the Phantom Menace actually, because mm. the Phantom Menace looks, is like, I don't want to say it's like miles better or like, I don't want to put down this. It movie, is. Like, but it, it is, I would say it's a significant step up two years later, I would say. Wait, um, not in CGI. I thought the CGI in this movie was way better. Like, is it the Phantom cute. Menace? Yeah. No, no it's zero chance. Zero. Did you zero. see when that ship was taking <laughs> off, like that lighter patch, as like as they, as they kind of like had to screen it in, like and there's like this like noticeable. Patch I don't remember that, but I remember like the planet. For example, I was really impressed with like how unbad it looked. I was like kind of shocked. Do you mean like a? Yeah, wait, what planet? Like from the sp- from like space? Like the planet, yeah, like the, the vibrations of the, when the oh. was getting bigger, yeah. Oh, okay. No, that, yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was solid. It was solid, but no, dude. Oh, my God. That's, like, the Phantom Menace still looks amazing. Like, all those shots of Coruscant from, from space and stuff. Oh, like, yeah, okay. The Coruscant shots. Oh, no, no. That's just one example. I think it's totally, I think Coruscant overall is way better looking than New York City in this movie even. And those are fairly comparable, actually, because they're like fully visual. Right, but like, there's plenty of terrible examples of terrible CGI in the Phantom Menace, and there's terrible examples of CGI in this individually. But like overall, this has got sure. good CGI, and yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll, yeah no, I don't disagree with that. CGI. Oh, okay, okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I would argue. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't explicitly disagree with that, but I would argue that the Phantom Menace is a step over this. And it only came out two years later and made me appreciate Like, the Phantom Menace has always been a very uh, impressive movie anyway, uh, technologically. So it only made me appreciate it more. But that's only sort of one aspect of the aesthetic, of course. It's also got a shitload of... We've already mentioned the costumes a little bit. The, uh, the sets and costumes, I would say. We can bundle them into one. And that's the stuff in this movie that was, like, really not cutting it for me. Like... It feels like TV stuff, you know, when the budget was not TV, um, the, the CG was definitely not TV. Like I, I totally agree that the effects were solid, but this stuff was not up to scratch in my opinion. It was, it was pretty, I don't know, pretty cheap feeling overall. When Miller, what do we say her name was again? Yoko. Oh Yovovich. I'm sorry. I won't ask again. Um, when she escapes the room and she jumps through the wall that was looked <laughs> which looked like it was made of styrofoam i'm like oh my god this shit is unbelievably cheap so yeah i don't know the movie aesthetically didn't really do much for me in in, in that department i guess the other main sort of standout there would be like the alien designs you've got the main two who are like the oh, i wrote down what they're called like the pig looking people i think they started with m right yeah, they did. Mangalores. Mangalores? Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. Mandalore. Mandalorians. No. Uh, the, uh, yeah, these guys, the Mangalores. And then whatever also, the other main species was the ancient one. The weird uh, steampunk-looking yeah, dudes. Yeah, right. They were sort of the main two that were alien species that were getting around in their full prosthetics and costume and stuff. And... Um, I don't know, I thought they looked pretty cool. I was actually, I don't know about you guys, I was actually kind of impressed with how well the Mangalores moved, like in some of the action scenes. Like they actually had a fair bit of movement in them, actually. I was like, they didn't look awkward. And even when they spoke, it was actually okay. So I was actually okay with those guys. But um, I, I did find it funny when the, the ancient dude at the start, like his whole thing is that he couldn't make it out of the door in time. 
because it looked like no one could move in this costume. Like that the whole time, I like how they were first shot because it made them sort of look intimidating and stuff when they were first like hiding their face and stuff. But the second you see them fully, they're just like awkwardly shuffling around and can barely move two meters. Um, so that that was kind of funny. But I don't know if if you guys liked those two particular designs or what they did for you at all. Yeah, I like all the designs and the the set designs and the, the costume designs. I think it's. I don't know. It's very, it's very lively and just, um, you know, practical and good. I don't know. I like I've, even the, the awkward movements from those the guys that you saw. It was kind of, yeah. they felt like that was just the way they moved. Kind of like they yeah. incorporated that into the movie. But um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not to go back to Star Wars, but like the, the Phantom Menace and like the the prequels like introduced like, like way more background, I guess, and like. It's the cityscape, like you guys are saying, like the Coruscant. Whereas before that, you didn't have, I didn't feel like that as much like variety everywhere, like in the background and in like in individual scenes. We'll see like some different, you know, alien species that that doesn't appear for the rest of the movie. So I feel like in that sense, it does feel like very full, um, especially mm-hmm. when you get to like the airport and you see all these weird looking humans and shit. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the airport for sure. That's yeah, totally a good example of that. Yeah, hundred percent. I quite like um, like just speaking about like the settings and like the kind of shapeness of it. Like, I, but I, I quite like it, particularly the airport. I like how it's just like this kind of, you feel like it's just this simple warehouse that just has dressed up to have a bit of shit down the back, the ticket booth, and a bit of shit on the sides. But um, I don't know. I, I just I just kind of I just kind of like it. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Um. Because it, it, it does feel like a data technique, like even dated for the 90s um, in the way it's presented. But like, um, I don't know, it's just nice. It felt real. It felt like a real location, that one. I did? Okay. The airport. I thought so. I thought well, the, it was, it was the, the, the ticket booth where like the they all go up there trying to pretend to be Corbin. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and one thing I actually do think was a really... I don't know if Luke intended for this, but like that was sort of a nice bit of an inclusion in the world that was like, in my opinion, actually kind of dark, but I don't know if he meant it this way, but it was the inclusion everywhere on the walls of the yellow circles where you put, have to put your hands when the police come, you know, Mm. and everyone had it in their apartments, which I took note of. And I just thought that was like really an interesting inclusion. Like, I don't know if it was just there for like plot reasons because they wanted to have Bruce this scene or whatever, but like they, they were everywhere in the film. And I was like, that's interesting that this, in this world, they need to have yellow circles in, in like most rooms and in people's homes for when they're inevitably like, or, you know, in the idea in this, in this society is like when you're inevitably, you know, put under police custody in your own home. There needs to be something in your home where they can detain you easily. You know what I mean? That's how weird that is. Like, I thought that was actually kind of a dark thing to include, but I, I mm. thought it was pretty cool. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if he meant it that way because it sort of does seem like it goes against like what he was, his whole, uh, you know, spirit and cheerfulness he was going for with the world, but it was cool, I thought. Did you guys get behind the heart of this movie? The romantic beating heart of this movie. No. About Lilo and Corbin and their no, relationship. Because, like, like I had a feeling that Bruce Willis was like super old. And like it like I had a look. It is a 20 year age difference between the two. And like it's just Is it like, really? Yeah, it's just so bad, oh. man. Like she was like twenty I think she was like twenty two when they when the, like or like around that when they filmed this film. And he was like fucking forty something. Um so just you oh, know. Man. Oh it, man. It, it just felt a bit wrong. <laughs> it's true love, Jaden. Don't you believe in true love? No, it's boundless, Jaden. <laughs> it knows no age restrictions. I, I actually didn't know that. I, I, I wasn't so concerned with that because I, I don't know. Maybe to me, like Bruce, I guess I thought I thought Miller was older and Bruce was younger. I guess than that. So that, I, that didn't even really bother me. It didn't stand out visually or anything. Um, it wasn't like weird to look at, you know. Like that's a whole different thing. But um, I, I definitely didn't care, and I definitely almost did vomit after it took him like thirty <laughs> seconds. To finally say at the end, because because I because I love you, and I'm like, oh fuck me, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, that was uh, 
th- th- there was not much progress and effort put into that throughout the movie. I would, I would argue. I think it's still like a, it, it, it's it's a, it's a super weak part considering how integral it is to the story. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Like the main elements of the actual story are that, and obviously how it plays into the the world ending, you know, stuff, which you know, yeah, you've seen before as well. Of course. I love when she typed in more, and then she got sad, <laughs> and then she didn't want to save the world. That was that was great, man. <laughs> but like, oh, I just yeah. enjoyed that so much. Yeah. But like for real, or like, like, because it was yeah. Funny. Oh, both. I don't know. Okay. It's just okay. I actually, no, I actually. <laughs> it's funny, but I actually, I actually like it as a concept that like you have this character that can learn everything by just like seeing images, you know, really fast and all that sort of shit. Mm. I feel like I've seen that before somewhere, but I do like it. I do like it. Although I don't understand when she was in the back of the cab, how. You know when she was started reading the poster, like how could she read it? Well. She does it throughout the. That's how she learns everything. She just starts reading. Like she, she just can. I guess she can just read English. I meant yeah. to. She's she can't a speak. Being, she can just read, man. All right, fair enough. Yeah, she's the fifth element. Fair enough. Fair enough. What else happens in this movie? Everyone, uh, I mean, sort of talking about the humor. Everyone faints in this movie all the time, man. If Luke's in a scene, he doesn't know exactly how to end it. The character faints. Actually, when he put them, when Corbin put the military dudes in the fridge did he kill them because i thought he did and then but they came back later oh like, yeah they the did main guy came back so he did not kill them confirmed no. yeah no, they look pretty dead though but yeah. they did look very dead oh god what else we got here i actually thought the music was pretty good though it was pretty uh it's pretty sick and it's sort of uh had a vibe you know oh yeah it was very funky, mm. yeah. It was funky. Yeah, I actually kind of liked it. Just on the note of music, it was cool. One of uh, Zorg, Zorg's? Zorg? Yeah. Zorg? Yeah. Zorg is, yeah. Zorg, yeah, one, one of his henchmen, Right Arm, I believe his name was, uh, was played by this uh, this, this this musician called, called Tricky that I really like. At the time, I think it was part of Massive Attack, where he might have just left, but it was really interesting seeing him on film. But then, like, the it, I think I think there was a few other cameos like like Matthew Matt, uh, what is it Matt, Matthew Kostovitz uh, Liam is that oh Luke Perry Are you talking no, about Matthew Matthew Kostovitz was the was the mugger at the start I'm pretty sure oh, oh right um what a performance by the way he looked yeah. like a shit so bad <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think there was like a few other like cameos from just like I don't know people from the time um in the film so I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. Luke Perry was the dude at the start, right, in the in the nineteen fourteen scene. Yeah. I was like surprised by how how like like that scene was actually tense for me, and that scene was like the most legitimate scene in the movie. Yes, I agree. Actual you know, an actual movie. Like actual like tense tension and you know yes. stakes and shit. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. As someone who knew nothing about the movie, like that scene it was, it was it, I liked it it was good um but it, it did not like prepare me for what the movie ended up being for me no, you know like no, it no. was it felt like I was getting a different movie from that scene but it was a good scene yeah well maybe it's 300 years later and the the tone of the universe has just you know exactly. changed <laughs> it's cosmically changed yeah mm. every living being just behaves differently we can get to Andy's review Andy wrote in a review for the fifth element he says another film with Chris Tucker in it that cinema effect happened to review Surely you guys are getting really sick of him by now. I personally love him because of Rush Hour. Uh, Jaden's not getting sick of him because he thinks it's Chris Rock. Uh, Jaden only really picked this movie for Paul W.S. Anderson's wife, didn't he? She had the most memorable performance, by the way, playing such a lovable character. (laughs) It's a shame I had to wait an hour and a half into the film for Miller's awesome fight sequence. I won't remember the movie much, but that action scene with the opera in the background is just fantastic. Definitely a highlight. Also, I spotted Bruce. We- uh, wait, what? Really? Also, I spotted Bruce Lee on the computer screen. Oh yeah, no, I'd, sorry, I did say that too. Anyways, it's pretty uh, simply pure silly entertainment, very absurd world-building science fiction, and it's got Bruce Willis. So very typical ninety cinema. The greatest Star Wars film to not have been made by Star Wars. <laughs> Six out of ten. Thank you, Andy. Thank you very much. We didn't we didn't talk about the fight scene. 
um, nor the opera scene because uh, I thought it was terrible. But uh, that's just me. Really, the fight scene. The fight scene was great. The fight scene was fine, but the the like the opera. You know, what cutting between it? Yeah, like what is it with what is it with? It's such like a convention at this point, you know. Like, and I'm not against the convention of like have opera and have something like tense action shit going on in the background, like cutting between them or whatever. Um, it works. And it do, it does not work here though because that that blue alien was horrifying. Ah, uh, you're oh. just a hater, man. And it sounded like shit. Her music, I mean. <laughs> oh, no, I feel well, like when she went into the 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 quick beat, you know, and then yeah, like that the transition music. into the fight scene. Oh, that was fucking good, man. That was, was great. It? Okay. All right. Did you have fun with the actual final shootout, though? No, Chris Tucker ruined it for me. Oh, right. You, you did mention <laughs> yeah. that. You didn't like his narrative. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys did, right? Because you, you, especially you, Jay, you said it got better. Huh? You said Chris Tucker got better for Oh, yeah. He, I, I think he got... Yeah, no, but I, I, like even without him, I, I think the whole kind of shootout was, was great. Just seeing Bruce Willis kick into his like proper badass mode that was hinted at throughout the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Because he does have like a military background, which... We didn't really actually see at all. He's their best man. Apparently, yeah. And then we learn it. We see it. Was Bruce Willis's arc in this movie really just about the fact that, like, he wants a, he wants a romantic partner. He wants the no, perfect no. woman. And then That's literally, and literally, and literally the perfect woman appears and he gets her and that's it. Like, is that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just horny. Yeah, that's pretty much. I, that's I must pretty admit, much like... <laughs> Yeah, and I, I must admit that is like the one aspect of the movie for sure where it's like, oh yeah, you can tell a sixteen-year-old wrote this. <laughs> you know, mm. protagonist wants the perfect woman. Yeah, she is the she's the thing from the start, right, in the ship, but like redesigned or something or remade. Is that right? I didn't really get that either. Yeah, no, I th- I think you're right. Okay, but yeah. wasn't it just like an object? It was like part of an arm, wasn't it? Yeah. Some shit. Mm. Yeah. But I guess she evolves into that thing. But it was like she always, that's what I didn't, like what was the process they did on her? Was she always meant to be like in a human form, if that makes sense? Or like, was that always going to be her final form? Or was like, could she have turned into anything? And because the humans got her, they, you know what mm. I mean? Well, I, th- I think like, it's like the doctors mentioned that like, she's got like the human components, which is like super compacted. So I guess they just recreate that to the human scale, though. I don't know. So, so she, okay, okay, all right, all right. Uh, was she? But was she okay in the chamber? Was she born in there, or was she already like alive in some form? She was already or, alive or, in some way. She, I think. Okay, okay, but she hadn't previously like lived like as a in a in a in a I don't know in a traditional form. Well. Wasn't she the guy who, like, the big boy who, like, got his ship crashed and was carrying so. the fake stones? Because she had, like, a flashback, right? Yeah, well, that's where they get the thing from. That's where they get the the arm or whatever, whatever it is. The yeah. Shrapnel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you think she was actually, she was actually the alien who got shot down? I, yeah. think, and I, they... I think so, because even Ian Holmes says, like, she's a he or he's a she, you know? Because oh. he's expecting the the big boys but that's weird does that mean like amongst her own species she's like a weird deformity then at this point yeah like, i guess so. but maybe like they're evolved like in in ten thousand hundred years she'll be she'll look she'll look like that she'll just you know she'll grow copper on her skin or mm. some shit oh okay all right all right maybe in a sequel i don't know i don't know yeah in the trilogy yeah yeah <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, okay, let's get to our final verdicts for the fifth element, Jaden. Um, probably in line with Andy as a six, I'd say. I did enjoy it, but I think I think that there there there, there was quite a bit that wasn't what I was um looking for. Um, I'll give it a four. It was it was. I feel like I understand what it's going for, like, and I feel like it does it well. Like, there's nothing in this movie I think that's like actually like garbage, except for maybe like the romantic stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, everything else just really didn't do it for me at all. But like, I can see if other people enjoyed it. Fitzy, what about you? I'll I'll give it. I'll stop an eight on this bad boy. 
Um, wow, huge! Look at um, us! Look at us! Is this this has to be quite a strong dissension here? I don't know, like in history, I don't know. Range, yeah, True. range, exactly, exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun. I was lolling, laughing out loud, but oh, also, nice. you know, there were some tense moments, particularly closer to the start. But you know, it was still fun. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like I would have enjoyed watching it with you then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you should have came over. Yeah. yeah, I think the movie is a bit long. Sorry, in saying that, because it, 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 it is like a proper mm. two-hour film, right? Yeah, for what it is, knowing it, what it is, it now, still yeah. feels it, yeah. like I, I felt. I felt just length. Okay, let's get into news chat. Huge trailer week. Very exciting. Let's not waste any time and get into Killers of the Flower Moon. We finally have a trailer for Scorsese's next picture. Fitzy watched it. Tell us all about it. Honestly, I don't know. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, I may be like a little bit disappointed. I don't know. It just it, oh, it's okay, not. Okay. Uh, yeah, the trailer doesn't give a great idea of like what 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 it's what the main thrust is, I guess. But um, I guess that's a good thing. But the trailer still has like an ominous kind of tone, I guess, and. It just definitely like wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting because I, I know the the story is based on it's based on atrocity, but it's also like a gang, you know, kind of story. So I was expecting something more traditionally Scorsese. But yeah, well, I don't know. I, I'm still excited to watch it. We'll see. But yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. The movie's gonna be it's gonna be like three and a half hours again, isn't it? I think. Oh, is it? Hmm. I don't know. I think so. I think it says that on IMDb. So. uh is that this year, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Did, did, what, did it have an actual date, Fitzy? Better be good. And it is a period piece, right? Uh, October, 6th of October. Okay. Yeah, well, it's based on a true story. But when the, when's it set? 1920s. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Let's switch to Jaden and go to Five Nights at Freddy's. This, 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 I mean, if we've been waiting a long time for fucking Kills of Flower Moon, we've been waiting way longer for fucking <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. I guess. This movie is proper fucking missed the boat, but, like, I guess, like, there's still a pretty decent crowd for it. Is I'm, there? Is there really? I, I reckon there's I reckon there's still this new generation of kids that are fucking playing the recent ones and going back and... God. And so, like, because you, you, you know how, like, even last year, there was, that, there was that super popular one called, like, Poppy Playtime or whatever the fuck? That's like in the oh, same yeah. vein, but like it was okay. like just jump scares in like a kids' center. So like like it's it's not it's not like the the, the genre is dead because like there's constantly shit that's similar to it being evolved. So I'm like I'm sure there's constantly hmm. things. I was actually I, I I really like the trailer. I don't know. Like it's exactly what the first game is. You know, you're a security guard and and there's a you know you need to survive the night because the the bears are trying to kill you. Animatronic bears, not not real bears. Hmm. I don't know. It just seems kind of cool, kind of vibey, kind of fun. Probably be a yeah. shit experience in the cinema if there's going to be like young kids, but you know. Oh, that'd be awesome, actually. Well, awesome. Like to have all these young kids like freaking out. It <laughs> sounds funny. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, like uh, it's something I'm keen to watch, for, like for sure, because of what it is. But like, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay. So, is it live action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and does it have does it does it have budget vibes? Because yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I, I think don't um, mind that for this. Like, oh, Matthew Lillard, that's right. Uh, Matt, uh, Shaggy uh, is, is, oh. is, is is in it. Um, Josh Hutchison's in it. Um, oh. Uh, and then a okay. bunch of people I don't know. Very interesting. No, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Blumhouse production as well, which is always nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised by that. That makes sense. Very good. Okay, let's switch back to Fitzy and go to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh yeah, um, it was very, it was a very good trailer, but I, I have more to say about it in my in the question of the week. Actually, oh. um, not that it's my, oh. not that it's my favorite trailer, but okay, yeah, okay, we'll get back okay, to it. okay, understood, understood. Did this trailer? I will just ask you though, while we're here, did it show too much? Yeah, in your opinion? yeah, it showed too much. Okay, because I, I, that's why I didn't watch it. I thought the first trailer was awesome, but I just like I felt like. I was already saying a bit too much, so I just mm, backed off this one for yeah. sure. Okay, okay, very good. We'll go back to it then. To Jaden, the creator. I had no idea this was a thing that was happening, but it, 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 it looks good. It looks like just good original sci-fi. The plot like doesn't seem... 
So no. yeah, no. There you go. <laughs> The um the plot doesn't seem originally that it's a it's a it's a it's a badass dude taking care of a kid, oh, um, but like the the setting looks cool the the you can tell there's a budget there it it all looks great, um, yeah. John David Washington I'm always here for obviously, and 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 Gareth as well I'm I'm always here for because obviously Rogue One is a major touchstone but yeah his other film before that um, Monsters I think it was, mm. um, you know like, like I'm 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 very keen. Thanks to Hideo Kojima for letting me know about it. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the poster and um, it's, the world and the aesthetic looks awesome. It looks awesome. Mm. I saw it was something to do with like a post-apocalypse in, but like after humans have already like fought AI for some time or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, sounds, which sounds dope. So, yeah, I'm, I, I won't watch the trailer just because it's a fresh concept, so I'll just go in. But, um, yeah, super cool. Gareth finally showing up after years, by the way. So uh, hopefully he shows up with the goods, you know. Okay, finally, back to Fitzy. We're doing The Bear Season 2 trailer. It was really it was really good. It was really like a more positive vibe, um, but um, still very, very intense, very, you know, guerrilla kitchen filmmaking. Yeah, so yeah. looks yeah. good. Okay, good. 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 Gorilla I, kitchen I didn't... filmmaking? Sorry, did I hear that right? Gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually yeah. if you that's spot on to what it is. <laughs> that's that's that feels that's totally the vibe. We yeah, we, we just finished season one about a month ago and um actually I didn't know that I thought it was a limited series. I didn't know there was gonna be season two at all. And then to have it coming so soon is like shocking. So uh that's cool. I'm glad to hear about the positive vibe though, for sure. Like that's definitely where where the first one ends. I'm I'm glad they're continuing that. Like for us, like some of the overbearing negativity of the first season is, is was a bit of a drawback for us. Like it became a bit much at times. Um, so I'm glad. Like I'm, you know, if the story is going to continue to evolve in a different direction, then like, in, or in a, you know, in a logical direction, then that's that's great. Now it's time for our highlights of the week. Oh, Jaden, what have you been watching? Uh, I guess the only thing I've watched is um the French Dispatch. This uh this was this was uh this was viewing in preparation for Asteroid City. Um I hadn't ticked it off my list yet, considering um considering it came out in twenty twenty one and fucking we were talking about how excited I was back then. Um mm. it's strange that I've missed it till till now. It's probably probably his weakest film. Uh just just in in, just in, in my opinion. It kinda just tells these three three vignettes, these three stories from that one paper that that the film's about. And like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with there's, there's nothing like that he does differently. It's just that uh, I just don't think it's quite as effective in in, in, in what it's delivering. I think Timmy's great in it. I think, uh, oh fuck, what's his name? Benicio del Toro's great in it as well. Um, and then obviously his usual cast of characters are all fantastic. And like, the stories themselves are, you know, kind of cute, kind of fun. Uh, especially the the uh, Jeffrey Wright one. Jeffrey Wright, Bernard, is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> yeah. His, his one's his, his one's pretty fun as well. Um, but it it, it just um it just doesn't deli- deliver the same emotional impact that I've felt from almost all his other films. All his other films, in fact. It, it it I think it's missing that emotional call. And while there is that kind of emotion that it delivers within each story, it it doesn't have that kind of overarching one that I was that I kind of want. I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it was a it was a pleasant, very well made watch that just was lacking a little bit of something. Yeah, a tad bit of something. Yeah, a tad bit of something. Okay, seven That's out cool. of ten. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen any visions yet, Jaden? Sorry. Have yeah, seen I've seen um, seven of them. I oh, think. awesome. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah, I, I um I smashed them all last weekend, and I thought overall as an average. I like them better than Volume 1. I really, really liked the decision to move away from just anime and explore different art styles because that already just added so much more variety to the series for me right away. Like, it's one thing to click on the next episode and not know, like, what kind of story I'm going to get, but it's so much... I found it much more enjoyable to, like, get a whole different art style and a whole different process and studio, you know, the next one because i mean obviously they were all different studios the first time but like they all sort of i mean the jewel had a unique look but um most of them sort of just look the same to me 
So this time, like getting into clicking the next one and seeing it's all claymation, I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then click the next one and it's like this all woolly like aesthetic. It was like it was cool. Like that, that I, I appreciated that about it. Um, so I hope they stick with that for the for the third one. But overall, yeah, I don't know. Like like again, they're all totally unique shorts. So like we can talk about aspects of them individually. But like I like them. We'll never rewatch them. Is sort of my main thing. I guess I enjoyed them, but um. I don't know. Still, like, not not an aspect that of Star Wars that blows me away or anything like that. So, have you seen seven of them in all, like the first seven, or did you? Yeah, jump yeah, around? the first seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's been your standout so far? What's the third episode called again? Or what, what, which one even? Oh, is don't it? ask me what it's. Oh, it's, I think that one's in the stars, right? Um, With the two, the, the two sisters, right? Is it? I thought that was that. That's later. the third one, I think. I know. Um, I really like Creatures Reach so far, though. I think. I think that's, that's the second one. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. they all kind of like the first seven stories all have this kind of thematic thing of like children pretty much and like growing That's up a and lot kind of, them, of evolving. Yeah. I think a the first one do doesn't really, but it kind of has like ditching your past type of thing. But yeah, that's definitely like a very strong theme throughout this one. Yeah. Seven was cool. That Inquisitor battle was cool for sure. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I've really, I like they're, they're definitely stronger as a whole as well than season one story wise. Yeah, yeah. Screech's Reach was was cool. Like the whole the twist at the end was really neat. Yeah, yeah. Added this whole dark sick. undertone yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really liked that one. Very good, Fitzy. What have you been watching? I watched Come to Daddy, which is this horror indie thriller thing with uh, Elijah Wood, um, where he has to like his his dad. Who, who like left him when he was a kid like sent, sends him this letter and he has to go find him and when he finds him this house is kind of weird um it's in the woods abandoned you know cabin in the woods kind of thing um but it's like overlooking the ocean does not in the woods but yeah it, it, it's just a really funny movie that kind of it, it it takes a little bit long to get to what it's actually about but once it does it's it's really great yeah, like an extremely unique comedy that I haven't really seen before. But yeah, it was good. Okay, was it on Steam? It was on Prime Video uh, Entertainment, yeah. Mm. Okay. Wow, okay. you the full extended name. TM, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, now comes the segment where we hand the show over to you with our question of the show. Last week we asked you, what is the best movie or TV trailer you've ever seen? Luke said, I think that the trailer for Justice League with the Hallelujah song was hype. Was that, hang on, is that, was that, like, was that, uh, Zay? <laughs> was that Zaddy's cut? cut? Yeah. Or was that the OG? I, I think it was Zaddy's cut. Uh, or like when the trailer yeah, came out, it yeah. probably was Zaddy's cut at the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, or was it, I don't know, I don't know. I don't remember if this was, uh, I guess oh, yeah, I must was, think, was a 2017 trailer or a 2021 trailer. Endgame's trailer was also very good. Recently, my favourite has been the Indiana Jones 5 trailer, the indie theme overlaying the cutting between scenes and the mix of uh, sympathy for the devil is a nice touch. Makes me never excited to relive the adventure. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I think, I don't know. I read that and I was going to be, I think it's in this. Okay. Makes me even more excited to relive the adventure, I guess, is the gist. Sorry, Luke. Um, Endgame's trailer was really good, actually. I remember, I remember really, actually, someone who's out of Marvel now and was out of Marvel before that. But like, Endgame around that period is when I was like peak Marvel. That trailer was really good. Really liked it. Okay, Andy said, "Just thought up of this answer all because of a simple happy birthday wish to Zach." Uh, thank you, Andy. So whoever came up with this question, what a poetic time to ask. I can't judge what a great trailer looks like quality wise, so I've chosen one that makes me feel the most passionate. And it is the teaser trailer for the upcoming Hong Kong film called The Goldfinger, reuniting Andy Lau and Tony Leung on screen for the first time in 20 years since Infernal Affairs 3. Uh, the fact that this teaser trailer just came out of nowhere and was unveiled on my birthday just makes it so exciting um, and felt like it was a real birthday gift to me. That's cool. I grew up with these guys, not just from Infernal Affairs, but also seeing them in TVB dramas from the 80s. So this means a lot to me. And then he links the teaser trailer there. That's cool. I see them there. Hang on. So, I, like, I did know there were Infernal Affairs sequels, but now that I'm actually just, like reading this out loud, how the hell are they both in the Infernal Affairs sequels? How does that work? 
Flashbacks, maybe. Flashbacks? Recasting. Yeah. I don't know. That makes me curious. That makes me curious. He's such a good actor, you know, you just need to keep him in there in a different role. I guess. Or is, are they prequels? I don't know. Oh, I, I think they might be, actually, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Shit. The number two is a prequel, yeah. That's interesting. I might have checked those out, actually. Um, I didn't really... I knew there were sequels, but for some reason I never like gave them credit as being like the same leads because I just assumed they couldn't be. Um, but that's cool. Thank you very much, Andy. Okay, let's get into our favourite trailers of all time. Fitzy, kick us off with some Mission Impossible, I guess, talk related. Initially, I was like, okay, there are some perfect trailers, like the original Alien trailer, um, the social network, but I don't really have a connection to to those trailers. I was like, what trailer have I watched like 50 times out of hype, you know? And it was Mission Impossible, uh, the Dead Reckoning Part 1 teaser trailer, which is just awesome. It's like... It is, there's no, there's no, like for the second half of the trailer, there's no sounds within the thing mostly. Um, it's just like the music overlaid with like some of the coolest images in the Mission Impossible, you know, uh, franchise I've ever seen with some cool looking fight scenes. Um, like that katana one. Oh my God, the sword one, you know, the Japanese katana. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus. <laughs> but. Yeah, but I, I like I thought of that answer, and then I, I looked it up to look at it again, and it was like Mission Impossible trailer two hours, you know, released two hours ago. I was like, oh my god, it's a new trailer. And I watched that one. It was kind of like like it was an awesome trailer, but just revealed way way too much, way too much. I mean, the first one already like revealed so much. Yeah, yeah, the first one's just awesome. I can, uh, I can rewatch it daily. Awesome. I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to, and that's the second trailer probably going to be playing before every movie we go and see in the theatre for the next uh, two months. Mm. So I'll, I'll, be, I'll be bringing my cap and covering <laughs> my face. You have to, like, time <laughs> it, right? So, like, you know, you, you, like, you, you, you walk in oh, as yeah. the opening credits come on, you know, not 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 the ten minutes before. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Oh, yeah, just be me and be a weirdo and, like, look away. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely on the train of thought here with, with my answers, Fitzy, because I'm definitely thinking personal hype for sure when it comes to these trailers. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm not much for like actually critiquing a trailer or anything like that. So, I, I mean, I actually also have to say, I feel like I can't trailers before 2000 and God, what would it be? Any trailer before 2010 off the board, garbage. Can't stand them because I feel like there was this. There's these different eras of trailers. I feel like you have. I haven't seen the Alien trailer. I don't know what that is. That sounds like it could be cool, but I feel like just from my knowledge, you have eras of trailers where like pre I don't know, maybe like pre 1980 even 1990 like they had the era of trailers where it's like relive or like experience the adventure and it's just like corny trailer shit you know and then you have the era of trailers where i don't know if you've ever seen um the trailer to revenge of the sith Jaden, because obviously like we came out at a time where like we obviously never had yeah, to yeah, watch the trailers no, i've so. seen the trailer just part of like just part of behind the scenes shit and obviously never saw it, only just watched the movie, never saw it before the movie. But, dude, trailers of that era, like the Star Wars prequels at least, I'm just speaking for them, but I assume they were like fairly representative of big movie trailers at the time, just showed literally the movie in three minutes. Like it's actually ridiculous. <laughs> they, they had zero sense at that time of like what to show in trailers and had putting any thought process in, in behind what fans are going to read into and how we can use the trailers and build hype, but be smart about it. They people they didn't give a shit about that back then. They're just like, what's a trailer? It's a three minute preview of the movie. All right. And then just like literally showed the whole movie in three minutes. It was ridiculous. Can't believe anyone actually saw the movie after that. But um, anyway, mm. so, so that's, that's my thinking of like, I feel like it, only in the recent decades have they actually figured out trailers for what they should achieve. Um, my favorite trailer of all time is the first force awakens trailer, the teaser. Um, the one where you barely see anything. It's like the one that ends up with the Falcon and that's the biggest reveal in it. I freaking love this trailer. This I rewatched it so many times. It means so much to me. Um, it was my wallpaper for years and it was like the first real example. Of course, like I'll never forget the morning when I, uh, I, I woke up and saw on like, I don't know, my phone or whatever it was inside my laptop or something like there's a trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven, and how like weird that was at the time, just as a cultural moment, and for me, of course. But it just being a perfect tone piece, you know, and it showed so little. But like, I know that trailer frame by frame, man. Like it's 
it, it totally did its job so well. And it, ca- it came out a full year before the movie too and it caused so much discussion for the next 12 months. Um, so, yeah, that, that's one I love. But I also also strangely remember the um, the Age of Ultron trailer being really good too. Yeah, fuck yeah. Do you, rem- do you remember that one? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Such an awesome trailer. I'm glad you remember it. Yeah, I always, for some reason, like I wasn't even like huge Marvel at the time, but like for some reason I remember that trailer and it being like, Damn, that was like really ominous. <laughs> like, and James Spader's vo- like voiceover was like really cool too. Yeah, that was a that was a memorable one for me as well. Mm. What about you, Jade? Yeah, that, that's one that I thought about, but then I forgot when I was when I was writing down my answers. Such a fucking good trailer. Um, awesome. and like awesome. and like the the song in the background and it says like the I have strings but now I'm free kind of thing. Oh, yes, so yes, fucking yes. good, man. So yes. fucking good. But then I went a bit unconventional. So I've got I've got season six Game of Thrones trailer. The thing is, I'm not even sure if it's a full trailer or if it was just a, if it was a TV spot that only Australia got. But it's got um, James Vincent McMorrow's uh, live version of Wicked Game playing on it. Uh, it's just fucking extraordinary shit. Like that's what gave, that that trailer is what got me into Game of Thrones. No interest before I saw that. Wow. And then and then I I watched the entire thing before season six came out, and then I was on par with it from then. I'm sorry to, if that breaks your illusion that you got me into Game of Thrones or Charlie got me into Game of Thrones. <laughs> everyone likes to think they got you. Yeah, so I yeah. like to think I got you into Fallout. Yeah, everyone likes to think yeah. they got you into things, you know. No, I, I, think, I think Fallout might have been you, actually. I don't know. You were Dominic, oh, maybe. You. Yeah. Um, but then speaking of games, I've also got down the uh, the Battlefield 1 trailer. I rewatched. Oh. Uh, I, I've long stood by the fact that e- Xbox's, well, Microsoft, sorry, two, two E3 conferences, 2015 and 16, are phenomenal phenomenal shit um yeah, and then I, was, I was re-watching those to see like i could pick out like a specific uh, like a, any specific trailers the forza horizon 3 trailer phenomenal but also just the battlefield one trailer both the, the one with the glitch pop uh, song in it uh remix of of, of of seven nation army and then also just the one they showed at the, at, at the showcase at the press conference fucking amazing shit oh oh man again you've brought games into it jane why why? Because I thought, because like, like, I was because like, well, when I, because I, I forgot about the Age of Ultron answer, I was, I was struggling looking through last night. I was like, none of these really excite me too much, and then, and then I remembered those. Yeah, Last of Us Part Two is an awesome first teaser trailer, actually. Yeah, yeah, that that was a banger. Yeah, but yeah, some great trailers, for sure. Yeah, that God, those those E three conferences, man, what a time. What's yeah, gonna never gonna see those again, huh? put a bullet in the head of those yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know there's these showcases happening this week so hopefully they can try but it's not the same no, when it's not the same it's, as like a live stage the, the, or you know the paris game show whatever the fuck they have like after that like there's nothing that yeah. compares to, to e3 they're very yeah they're very polished i mean like the reveals can be great but the they're very polished presentations these days you know there's nothing the same as like those big auditoriums where they they have the big screens and they like the crowds there cheering and shit. Like it's just, oh man, it's an atmosphere, you know. Microsoft showing Minecraft every year, you know. <laughs> Keanu Reeves coming on stage for the Cyberpunk reveal. Oh, you know? oh that's, oh, maybe like, sort of you, E3 hype moments. That was you, incredible. You can't, you can't get those kind of things, you know. Dude, I remember, dude, I was sitting, such a dork. I was sitting on my couch at 6.15 in the morning when, when Keanu <laughs> Reeves came on and I lost my mind. It was a crazy, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, Okay, very, very good. Yeah, and, and like all these things are so hype and half of them turn out like like no yeah. one cares when they come out. Mm. <laughs> Actually, even speaking about Keanu Reeves and Cyberpunk, that 2013 trailer is is, is fucking awesome. For Cyberpunk? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like, is it the, you mean the one with like the, the woman in the dress? Yeah, yeah. Mainly just yeah, song yeah, yeah. Is, is, why I, is why I like it because I like archive, yeah. but yeah. All right. Very, very cool. As always, we'd love you to submit your questions, thoughts, reviews for next week's film in the YouTube comment section. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Spotify or join the Discord server. This week, we'll be asking you, what is a franchise which should have ended sooner than it did? Let us know. If anyone says Transformers, I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) Do you want to create a list of band answers, everyone? Uh, Transformers band, Star Wars band. Um... Liam, what's your choice you, to ban? Yeah, what's your veto ban one? Oh, um, Scream? I don't know. But no one's watched mm. Scream. Yeah. Know. All right, that's it for this week's episode of Cinema Effect. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Fitzy, what are we doing next week? I believe we are returning to the adventure with uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which is on stand. The third movie. Exciting. Yeah. Jaden, has this sort of historically been your favourite? 
No, historically, my favorite has been Raiders, followed by Crystal Skull. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so so Last Crusade has been third for me the rest of my life. Okay. Historically, it's been my favorite, but okay. it's been oh. years, been many years, been many years. Oh, is mm. Luke coming back for this one? Is he? <laughs> I guess he'll, he'll, he'll hear this and he'll um, give us an answer. Yeah, he'll let us know. <laughs> Luke, I guess you're, you're invited, Luke. You're invited. Uh, let us know. But now you can't refuse because it's awkward if you do because it's on air. Um, all right. Very good. I'm looking forward to that. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Appreciate Liam and Jaden for being here as always. Have a great rest of your week and goodbye.